Hey, hello, what's poppin' friends? It's me, your girl, and your host, Francesca, a.k.a. Fran, a.k.a. Fantastic. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Now That's Fantastic. I can't wait to hop into it with you guys. But before we start, here's your friendly reminder that today and every day is the perfect day to be the overall badass you were born to be. And don't you dare, don't you dare deny the world the chance to bask in your brilliance. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's get it popping, shall we? What is up, y'all? And welcome to our fourth episode. We made it to the fourth episode, and I am so excited. Today, we are going to be talking about finding your originality. And I'm just going to be giving some suggestions on how I found my originality and how I maintain my originality and so forth. But first, I have to give some credit to this awesome quote that inspired this entire podcast. I found it on this random Instagram called, the name is at Moon Omens, M-O-O-N-O-M-E-N-S. And this is the quote. You have to be good to yourself, not just to other people. Listen to your thoughts and take your feelings under consideration. You have to take time on yourself. Practice self-love. Turn on the switch and make decisions that work for you. You have to hold your own hand sometimes. Heal yourself and at your own pace, at your own time, and catch momentum. One that only makes sense to you. You have to be good to yourself. And stop comparing your life to others. Stop disliking yourself because someone else may seem to be doing better. You have to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop ignoring what you really want, what you really want with people and with your own life. You have to be good to yourself. Chase your own dreams. Make realistic goals and be productive with your time. Now, I know this seems hard, almost impossible, or even overwhelming, but you have to start somewhere. You have to start small. Be good to yourself. You only have one shot, one life, one heart, one soul, one mind. Be good to yourself. Be kind, be patient, and don't worry about failure. It is only there to remind you that you tried and that you are brave enough to start over. Be good to yourself, not so hard on yourself, and go and never look back and never let anything stop you from loving the person you are. This quote was written by R.M. Drake. This quote really, really got me because it's literally talking about all the things you have to do for you to be successful. It's not saying you have to look at somebody else or do this. In fact, it's encouraging you to do the opposite. It's a soul-focused quote around you, how to deal with you, how to be a better you, how to achieve what you want, and be original while you're doing it. Originality is such an amazing thing to have. And it's not the easiest to 
achieve, if I'm just being honest. So for those of you who don't know what the literal definition of originality is, it is the ability to think independently and creatively. Growing up and into my adult life, I always had this sort of joie de vie to me. I always like to mismatch my socks or I always like to do this or I always like to roll up my pants or cut off my bottoms of my jeans. I was always kind of doing something that took something that everybody had and made differently. And I always looked up to these like key five people growing up. And those people are Lady Gaga, David Bowie, Vivian Westwood, Alexander McQueen, and Bjork. Each of these people influenced and continue to influence me to being the most upright, shameless, fearless, and a thousand percent myself at all times, regardless of how weird or strange that may be perceived. I truly feel each of these people move and continue to move in that way. I could even probably add in someone else by the name of Freddie Mercury. Like when I think of those people, I always think of like, take Lady Gaga, for example. She literally wore a freaking meat dress to this event. And then you have to think about Freddie Mercury wearing makeup and Alexander McQueen turning these beautiful hot couture dresses out of garbage and Vivian Westwood being the punk, the kind of outcast, Bjork being this like super strange intergalactic beauty. Like I just think of them and I'm like, oh my gosh, all the shit they caught for being themselves, but they still did it anyway. That is literally a value of mine. I literally love to stay true to myself and what I think looks cool. Therefore, that really contributes into my originality because I'm like, oh, you don't like the fact that I put a tennis shoe with a dress? Well, I don't really care what you think. I'm going to do it anyways because this dress is banging and these shoes are comfortable as hell and I have to work on clients all day. Let's be real. So with that being said, We are going to hop into my guide to how I found my originality and what I do to maintain and keep that originality. Starting with the first one, embracing yourself. There is going to be plenty of people that are similar to you. Plenty of people that are similar to me. Plenty of people that think like you, dress similar, have similar ideas. But at the end of the day, being who you are Being your true self is already originality and uniqueness in itself. I totally relate to being embarrassed or timid around differences. A perfect example is when I was 18 months old, I ended up getting half of my face bitten off by a dog. I had to go under plastic surgery. It was a huge deal. I was a little kid and my whole face was like gone. So going into my like kid years, into my adolescent years, and as I got older, this incident when I was 18 months old, the dog bite, it caused me to have scars on the side of my left 
face, like the side of my, like my left side face. And growing up, I looked different. Like I had this scar by my eye and on my cheek and it's pretty big. At that time as a kid, it was big and now it's not so visible. But as a kid, I literally used to be called Scarface. And it was like so mortifying to be different, right? Because all of my 10-year-old friends had this soft baby peach fuzz face all over their face. And I had this like left side of my face that was just different. And as I got older, I, you know, came into my woman hood and I started to get confident and put makeup on but there was an era where that difference really fucked me up mentally when people were being mean to me or teasing me and calling me Scarface I was like so sad and I would like pray to the universe like make me pretty one day make my face look normal and to be honest with you I even went to doctors and I was like what can we do for this like how can we take this away can we laser it off blah 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 and then I got older and I had a relationship with somebody who told me to never remove my scars that it's what makes me unique and it's beautiful and I don't look like everybody else now that I'm older I thank that person for telling me that Because I was so insecure and it was a part of me that I just didn't want to embrace. And now that I'm older and we're in this era of women getting body modifications to look like the Jenners and the Kardashians and the Cardi B's and all these different people and the rhinoplasty, just all the surgery, I 100% now embrace my scar and I love it it's what sets me apart from every other blonde edgy girl and it's a part of who I am and the experiences around this scar like the teasing and the name calling it's what's kind of shaped me into not talking shit about those things to other people or not being so shallow and really enjoying people's original parts to them. I can really say that, you know, I'm really excited for the trend that I think is going to be coming soon as far as like having models that are more original, right? Like I I watch the runway often and seeing these women with vitiligo and the gaps in the teeth and the original things that they were born with, it makes me super, super excited. So Going back to embracing yourself, it's really important to embrace yourself and recognize how all of those experiences have shaped you to being who you are. There isn't a person on this planet that can read your thoughts and execute your ideas the way that you can. Not only can people not execute them the way you could, but they can't replicate them either because they're from you. They're from your brain. Embrace yourself and especially the differences. And jumping right into our next way of finding originality is have some confidence in yourself. This might be the most important one in my opinion, and I have a lot to say about it. 
Let me just say you will always get backlash for being who you are by somebody somewhere. You might even catch heat for some of your choices. My God, I literally can't tell you how many times I got such off-the-wall reactions to some of my quote-unquote different moments. When you build your bubble of confidence around you and you really believe, damn, I feel great, damn, I look great, you damn near become unfuckwithable. And for those who don't know what unfuckwithable means, let me give you the definition right quick. Unfuckwithable is when you're truly at peace with yourself. Nothing anyone does or says bothers you. No drama, no negativity can touch you. When you accomplish that unfuckwithable bubble, people's bullshit bounces right off you. Before I gained my confidence, I had tried a million avenues of a big break. A true form of an outlet. They all failed. I was riding the cusp of confidence at those times. I kept asking for all my surrounding people's opinions about my brand. Does this look good? What do y'all think of this? Should I do this? Does my logo look okay? How should I enter the world of this? I kept asking for reassurance that whatever I was doing, if it looked and sounded good. And before I knew it, I had gotten so many people's feedback that I asked for that I confused myself. And my idea fell through the loopholes of originality because I asked for so many different opinions. I'm finally at a place in my life where I'm like, you know what? This is my shit. I say what I want, how I want, when I want, and when I'm ready to say it. I'm no longer showing my peers and friends what I'm doing in search of their feedback for full influence on my decisions. Not to say that I don't ask for proofreading, and I do ask for some input, but it's coming from a place of security, not insecurity around what I do and how I'm going to do or go about it. There's a difference in asking someone for reassurance and asking someone for perspective. Another part of the confidence thing is the comparing shit. When we are comparing our lives and styles to others, we're really just putting ourselves in a negative light. But like, how do you not compare yourself when things like Instagram and other social media platforms exist? I love social media, but I fucking hate social media too sometimes. I love having platforms that connect and inspire me with creatives and amazing concepts. But like, wow, I've found myself feeling negative about myself for sure. By doing the wow, I wish I was as creative or I wish I was that good at frosting a cake or why couldn't I cut my crease like they did or be as well dressed or I wish I had that kind of money to afford those shoes or maybe, wow, I wish I was that smart to have thought of that. When I think like that, I'm really dimming my confidence bulb and forgetting that I bring my own original sizzle to the plate in my own way, in my own unique badass way. I'd be a millionaire if I had a dollar for every time I've thought like that or I've compared myself to another person's content. In fact, I still think like that sometimes. When I'm really wowed by somebody, I'm like, damn. I used to let that discourage me. I used to let that make me aspire to be something I'm not. Now when I'm working or now when I'm wowed, I don't play the I wish game. Okay, 
Let me be real. Maybe for a second. But then I return to myself and say, okay, their cut crease was perfect. I better start practicing. I just started a new adventure into interior design. I've been wanting a career change for quite some time. Luckily for me, when I said the right thing to the right person, I'm now walking the hallways of an interior design firm Monday through Friday. I see all these talented designers around me, and I want to be just like them. I want to know the verbiage and understand the fabrics and dimensions that they do. And instead of being like, oh, I know nothing. I'm stupid. I'll never be able to keep up. I don't have the education that these people do and sabotage myself. I decided to buy into a master class for interior design. And no, I don't want to be just like them. In fact, I want to be better. And the only way I'll be better is if I learn. If I learn and build and build and pay attention and create the confidence in this field. And that doesn't happen while sitting around comparing myself to people who have been in the industry for 10 plus years. It starts when I focus on building my confidence. Or honestly, originality won't shine bright when it's clouded by a lack of confidence and comparisons. Get your confidence on, girl and guy and anybody. Just get it. However you got to get it. Buy the classes, watch the YouTube videos, practice, ask questions, stay inspired. Confidence is so hard, especially if you have trauma around being confident or maybe you've had shitty people in your life that put you down, that have stunted your confidence to grow, but you got this. You can get your confidence just like I did. Moving on to our next suggestion is get out there and try a new experience. New experiences will introduce you to you. It will open up your brain and open up your mind to new perspectives and lead to new ideas. You'll probably not enjoy a lot of those experiences if I'm just being honest, but I can guarantee you'll like many. Before this pandemic, I worked seven days a week. I had a groove. I was a full-time hairdresser in one of the top salons here in San Francisco and a part-time Sephora Sista at the SF flagship. I was busy. All that came to a halt in March of 2020 because of COVID. I found myself lost in my originality. I didn't really know what I liked to do because I had been on autopilot and content with that for years. When I say I'm grateful for this pandemic, don't get it twisted. I hate that people are dying, our economy is crashing, and my old life dissolved in a matter of nine months. I mean that I'm grateful that I got to be spontaneous for the first time in years. I got to purposefully participate, try, and do creative crafts that I normally would have never done or picked up had I had not had the time and shelter in place and the time that it provided me. Girl, when I tell you I picked up so many things, I'm not lying. One thing that I picked up and ran with, as an example, was my baking and cooking. Y'all, I would pick recipes that would take me eight hours to make. 
I signed up for virtual cooking classes, tuned into YouTube channels, you name it. I did it. And it provided me with so much insight that sort of has stuck with me in different ways. In baking, everything has to be just right. Your meringue has to peak a certain way. Your doughs have to be a certain sticky. Too much sugar and a blackberry reduction just turns into a marmalade. You can't cut corners in baking. Like, you really just can't. It forced me to slow down and take my time. I don't have to rush all the time. I used to tell myself I need to zen the hell out and relax. And then it would become better. I'd turn my Erica Badu on and make one of my baking projects. I started sharing my newfound passion and even made some commissions on some of my baked goods. My sweet friend Chris at the Starbucks on Divisadero Street ordered two cakes and didn't, didn't hesitate to pay me. I love Chris. They've been such a consistent source of love, support, and empowerment during this time. From the time I'd pick up my latte every morning with big smiles from them and the Starbucks staff to my baking and now this podcast. I love you, Chris, and thank you for all the help and love and support that you've given me. But anyways, my point is baking became an experience that shaped me. And had I have never tried it, I never would have learned how shit at French macarons I am. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, not really. But I never would have learned the perspective and talents that I had from baking. So, with this suggestion, I encourage all my listeners to try something new and see how it unfolds before you. If you hate it, you hate it. You never have to do it again if you hate it. But if you love it, you'll be glad that you did it. I swear. And lastly, y'all, seriously, y'all need to find a creative outlet. Discover activities and hobbies that help you express yourself uniquely and creatively. Express yourself in a way that is significant to you. This might be painting, sculpting, sewing, making jewelry, doing woodwork, singing, composing music, you name it. The important part is that you have a way to express yourself in a unique way that you enjoy. This really ties into my previous suggestion of trying new things. Something I find useful is thinking back to when I was a kid. I mean, let's face it, being an adult is really just tender, loving, and caring that inner child. I have to think to myself, what did I really enjoy to do? I loved painting. I don't paint very much these days, but literally there's a French easel with 50 paints and brushes if I ever wish to. Creative outlets and outlets in general, I believe, are vital to expressing yourself. Even if you're not quote-unquote good, it's not about being good. You do it to express yourself. I feel the most common creative outlet is actually you, your body, your vessel that you carry around with you every single day and look at in the mirror. From the way you dress to your hair or modifications such as piercings or tattoos, I have sleeves, seven piercings, and many other body modifications. And I truly feel that they are outward symbols of inward feelings. And 
who doesn't love awesome outward forms of expressions? That is something I encourage the hell out of. If you want pink hair, get pink hair. If you want a nose piercing, go get a nose piercing. You can always take it out. You can always dye your hair back to normal. Express yourself. All of these that I just listed off have helped me exponentially with my originality and understanding my self-identity. From embracing myself to having confidence in myself to trying new experiences and finding creative outlets, which there's many, they all have helped me understand my self-identity. Other things I feel are useful required me to think outside of the box. I had to brainstorm ideas and ultimately weed out the not-so-great ideas and put better ideas into action. Ideas just stay ideas if we don't act on them. If you think you have a great idea, just do it. Don't think about what people are going to think about it and just do it and be proud of it. It's okay to have to take breaks. There are many projects that I had to take breaks on. If you're forcing the creative flow or you're forcing anything ever, I've learned personally that if I'm forcing things, I usually get burnt out and sometimes unmotivated or even frustrated. You got to let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Okay, just kidding. Um, but for real, let that shit flow. If it's not flowing, stop it, put it down, and go back to it another time. Something else that I do is I constantly am reaching out to other creatives in my community for collaborations. I truly feel like the creativity, more often than not, lies in the collaboration. There's nothing I love more than working with a fellow creative to making the best content babies. Pre-COVID, I used to always be at some sort of art event, whether it was an art installation or a poetry slam, a really great one that I used to go to, um, which they're growing rapidly, is Trap Art. Trap Art is amazing. And the founders of Trap Art is this super awesome power couple. They got beautiful babies. I watch them on Instagram. But Trap Art is this event that sometimes happens in Oakland, sometimes happens in San Francisco, but they rent out these halls. And sometimes like in Oakland, they have multi-levels and it's a whole bunch of these artists that turn into vendors and they sell their art. It's amazing. I have my girlfriend, her Instagram handle is Psycho Sagittarius. You guys gotta go check her out. She is a badass, and I cannot wait to get her on this podcast when this COVID mess is over and I could start interviewing people because her art is amazing. Follow her on Instagram right now. Like, pause this, go on Instagram, and follow her at Psycho Sagittarius, Psycho with an S, S Y C O Sagittarius. But 
I remember I used to tell her, you need to get into trap art. You need to get into trap art. You need to sell your jackets. Psycho Sagittarius is an amazing artist and she paints these awesome objects that and things and I don't even know what they're called. I She says that they resemble her. So, but they're these bright colored blobs that just look freaking beautiful. And she was painting them on jackets and I'm like, girl, you need to go and sell them. They are amazing. And because I knew the owners of, or well, the founders of Trap Art, I was like, go reach out to my homegirl, get in and get there. She did. I'll never forget watching Psycho Sagittarius sell her first jacket. I can't wait to make something with Psycho Sagittarius. She is just amazing. We were in the cutting program together at Vidal Sassoon and I wish her well. She's a fellow Sagittarius sister and just an impeccable artist. But anyways, I kind of went off on a rant there. Reach out to creatives in your community for collaborations. There is something magical about two creative brains making a content baby. Reach out. The worst that they do when you reach out is they just don't answer you. Then that's fine. You keep it pushing. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. I can't say it enough. I saved the best for last. So this is my most value suggestion. And that is mentorship. A mentor can help you identify your strengths and weaknesses and help you with your skills. Having a different perspective can help you see things from a different point of view. When looking for a mentor, find someone who interests you and who has their own sense of individuality. This person should be experienced and offer you real life advice and guidance. I've never done anything without a mentor. I've always entered anything that I've been doing or I'm aspiring to do or I'm pursuing. I've always had a mentor or somebody that I looked up to or some sort of wisdom wizard. I have many of them. I usually seek out a professional that wows me. It's kind of like a crush, but on a professional in a professional way. I'm just going to call it a professional crush. Usually how I choose a mentor is by identifying the type of person they are. I go in and I shadow them. And I look for key characteristics that stand out to me. Do they have integrity? Are they passionate? How do they treat their employees? Are they enthusiastic? How hard is it to get knowledge out of them? Do they give it freely? Any mentor I've had, which in a sense hasn't been many, but has been many because I'm always looking up to people for advice and asking the questions. But when it comes to my mentors, I'm like a loyal puppy. I just follow them and look at them. And I am so loyal to them that I just stay until they release me into the wild. I guess I could say that. Release me to the wild. I see what their client type is. How they articulate themselves. How do they dress? 
It's all so important to me and I'm super analytical about it. I'm one of those people that just don't like wasting time. And if I'm going to dedicate time to learning a craft or something new, I want it to be from the best. I even find out their favorite coffee. I'll find out their favorite coffee and I will bring it to them, typically on the daily, as a thank you. I value mentorship like no other. Mentors literally dust off their nostalgia and dispense it as advice. And they take all of their craftsmanship and they literally pour it into you. My mentor at the salon, I was her assistant for three years. And I'm so grateful that I seeked her mentorship. And that mentorship assistant dynamic is literally my blueprint anytime I consider another person as a mentor. Melissa taught me so much, not just about the craft of hair, but beyond that. The things Melissa taught me and her partner, my other former boss, Steve, the things that they taught me, I carry with me all the time. It's amazing. Mentorship is vital, at least in my originality journey. Any and all of my mentors always fed me all that they knew. They believed in me and gave me the push off the ledge when they knew I was ready to fly, even though I was scared or unsure. Mentorship is such a great thing. I honestly can't advocate for it enough. Get a mentor. You will not be disappointed. And if you are disappointed by the mentor that you chose, you can always choose another one. Mentorship is a blessing. It's hard. You do some bitch work, but it's a blessing. There isn't anything like learning from somebody who wants to see you grow and blossom and bloom into the creative that They know and you will learn that you can be. Woo! Talking about originality just makes me feel so happy. It makes me grateful that I didn't conform to the people that were determined to misunderstanding me. Or the ones that judged me and made me feel strange growing up. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Strange is beautiful and beautiful things come from strange places. If you feel like the outcast in your friend group, it's time to seek new people. And for the people that make remarks to you about being too much, don't listen to them. It's true. You may be too much for those people. And if that's the case, those really just aren't your people. Shit. There are almost 8 billion people on planet Earth today. Don't let the opinions of sheep keep you from finding, owning, and working your originality. You better find it. You better find it. And you better work it, honey. And that's on period. Like always, it's an honor to make these episodes for y'all. If you like this episode, you already know what to do. Like, share, 
comment, repost, show a friend, show your auntie, show a person that may need suggestions to finding their originality. It's out there. It's in you. For creative visuals, follow me on Instagram at fantastic.d. I can't wait till the next episode. But in the meantime, remember this. When you stop living well-dressed lies and start living your naked truth, your originality will prevail, 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 prevail. And you will be free. That's the prize. Now that's fantastic.